It's another morning, and you're all set for work. You grab your coffee, head out the door, and your car decides today's the day it won't start. Panic sets in. You're not just late, you're stranded. Get ahead of unexpected car repairs before they strike with CarShield, the most trusted vehicle protection company. For almost 20 years, CarShield has saved millions of drivers from repair nightmares with low monthly plans that cover up to 5,000 major parts and systems, like pricey transmission and engine repairs, and check engine light mysteries. Visit CarShield today at carshield.com carlson. Plans include unlimited miles, 24-7 roadside assistance, help with flats, lockouts, and rental car options. Save 20% and get a free quote by visiting CarShield online at carshield.com slash carlson. Don't wait for the next surprise. Choose peace of mind with CarShield. Go to carshield.com slash carlson and save 20% today. Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Wednesday, October 5th, 2022. Stand up for your country. I don't think there are two more opposite politicians in this country than President Biden and Governor DeSantis of Florida. You probably agree with that, right? Not a lot of common ground there in anything. Um, Progressive leftist Biden, traditional conservative DeSantis. Anyway, they came together today, and that is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. As you know, Lee County, that's Fort Myers, Naples area, down in the southwestern part of Florida, devastated by Hurricane Ian. It's almost impossible to describe how many people had their lives uprooted. Uh, More than 100 dead from Ian, billions and billions and billions of dollars uh, in damage. Um, And it is just... One of those things where nothing anybody can do. It's not global warming. Uh, You know, people try to use it for that kind of purpose and political purposes. It's just foolish. It's human suffering. And when that happens, the federal and state governments have to come together, try to alleviate the suffering. So that's what we saw today in Florida. They both did their jobs today. Biden did his job and DeSantis did his job. And the federal government will kick in about $100 million, maybe more, uh, in funds to help the state of Florida. The private insurance agencies are going to be on the hook for about $65 billion, maybe more. Um, and then there are all kinds of private charities and this and that. In about three years, I hope it's faster, but in about three years, I think Fort Myers really devastated. Things will be back to relative normal, but there will be other storms. All right. And other catastrophes. And that is nature. It's always been that way. It doesn't matter how many windmills you put up, how many solar panels you put up. This is always going to take place. So I don't have any beef at all about the political component with Biden and DeSantis. I hope the bureaucracy in Florida and in D.C. works well for the people here in New York, uh, Storm Sandy. Some people never even recovered from that. I got a letter from a guy today, lived in Lindenhurst, Long Island, and it never, never got to him. So uh, the folks in Florida have got to be you know, on it. Um, if you feel you're not getting what you deserve, you have to consult an attorney. 
Um, and um, what else can we say? It will rebuild and things will get back to relative normal. But then again, there will be another storm, another fire, another earthquake. It's just a way of the planet. Now, a couple of political things will happen. DeSantis is a lock for re-election. He did a pretty good job on this hurricane. He was around. He was articulated. He had the information. Um, he's not an empathetic man by nature. But, you know, I think the Floridians realized that he cared about them. So he's a lock. He's in. He's re-elected. And then uh, Rubio, the senator, he'll win, too. So the Republicans will benefit in the state of Florida by the efficiency of the government dealing with Ian. That will happen. It is happening. And um, there's no doubt about it. Now, tomorrow, Joe Biden is back in what he usually does, and that's raising money for uh, the Democrats. That's all he does. He doesn't solve any problems. He's largely a ceremonial president. This thing to Florida today was ceremonial. He can do that. They can trot Biden out for that as long as he's not on stage by himself looking for dead people. Um, but he can stand there and, and raise money and say the things that are written for him. So he'll be up here in New York, Poughkeepsie, raising money and doing what he does. But what he should be doing is trying to solve problems. And that is not what he is doing. And that is the memo. So there's a new Gallup poll out. Uh, I didn't get the methodology on it, but Gallup is not crooked. I mean, sometimes they're not accurate, but they're not crooked outfit. Been around forever, 812 adults. Some intriguing questions. Looking ahead for the next few years, which political party do you think will do a better job of protecting the country from international terrorism right up my alley with killing the killers and military threats from Putin and China and things like that? Republican Party, 57 percent. Democrat Party, 37 percent. That's a pretty big gap. OK, second question. Looking ahead, which political party do you think would do a better job of keeping the country prosperous? Republican, 51. Democrat, 41. Now, anybody answering the Gallup poll saying, I think the Democratic Party is going to keep the country prosperous, you got to be nuts or dishonest. Oh, based on the last two years, think about it. Two years ago, we had the most vibrant economy on the face of the earth. We were energy independent. We were an exporter of energy. If that situation had maintained, if Trump had been reelected, we would now be, our economy with its strongest level ever, because we'd be selling energy to Europe and to other places that are now compromised by Putin. So just take just two years ago, wages were rising, inflation 1.3%. And now after two years of Biden, it's a shambles. And you got, according to this Gallup poll, you have 41% of those polls think that the Democrats are going to do a better job in prosperity. It is just inconceivable to me. Who are these people? Are they that stupid? That dishonest? I don't know. I can't answer the question. I'm just, I'm sitting there going, what? Four out of 10 Americans are going to throw in with the Democrats on prosperity? So this is an interesting poll and a couple more questions I'll get, I'll get to. Um, Tell me whether you have a favorable or unfavorable opinion of the Republican Party. 44% favorable, unfavorable 54. That's people who don't like Trump. Democratic Party, 39 favorable, unfavorable 
59, 20-point gap, that's going to be the indicator in the midterm vote. Now, on Monday, and I had no idea the Gallup poll was doing this, I told you that the two things the, the federal government are in business to do, okay, are protect you and develop a pathway to prosperity. Roll the tape. As you know, I'm a simple man, and, and I, I break all of the BS down to what the essence of it is. The, the federal, state, and local government exists for only two reasons. Number one, to protect us from terrorists, from Putin, from Mexico, from criminals in our neighborhoods, to protect us. So we pay taxes to the governments to apply a measure of protection for our families and ourselves. That's number one, why they exist. Number two is design a pathway to prosperity for all American citizens so that we can improve our lives economically and in other ways as well. All right, so there you go. Um, and that's it. There is no other government function. Okay, just those two. Now, uh, as you know, on day one, uh, Joe Biden attacked the fossil fuel industry, which ignited all kinds of bad things that led to inflation and a shaky economy. Um, today, OPEC announced that they're cutting oil production. Okay, OPEC is the Arab nations, Algeria, Angola, Iran, Iraq, Kuwait, Saudi Arabia is the big one, of course, uh, Venezuela, on and on and on and on. And, all right, we're going to cut back, even though we know Europeans are suffering uh, and Putin's cutting off their supply of uh, fuel to eat their homes. We're cutting our production. This is OPEC. So they're villains. I mean, there's no, there isn't anything good about Saudi Arabia. I mean, you don't play golf for money over there. You go ahead, but I'm not respecting that. There's nothing good about Saudi Arabia. All right? They're, they're awful. Yeah, they're our ally against Iran. I guess that's good. But as a government and a society, you want to deal with these people? Come on. Anyway, uh, Biden asked them, please don't cut your uh, oil production. And they said, blank you. <laughs> well, you know, uh, screw you. We want more money. They don't need any more money, but they want more money. So they cut production. Prices go up. Helps Putin because Russian uh, price, he can sell to China, whatever it may be. So we don't have to do that. If we were energy independent, as we were under Trump, we'd be selling this stuff. We didn't need OPEC. But now we do, because Biden wanted to put windmills in everywhere and, and didn't like uh, fossil fuels. So he attacked the fossil fuel industry in America. This is just such a cataclysmic mistake. I can't even imagine. I can't. But most Americans, uh, 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 they don't know. And they don't care. They're living on their phone and watching the NFL. They're watching a baseball player. What do I care? Give me another pretzel, another beer. I'm sorry to be condescending, but it's absolutely true. You get 40% of uh, the people in Gallup poll saying, yeah, I trust the Democrats to bring prosperity. You know there's a problem. So anyway, uh, in response to OPEC cutting, then Biden says, well, we'll take more of the oil in our strategic reserves. We'll take more of that. We'll put it on the market so prices don't spike back up. Now, you take the oil from the reserves, which is, they're in barrels, and you sell it so the government gets money from it, okay? But 
the reserves go down. So if Putin launches a nuke and we need oil, we don't have as much oil because Biden is taking it to keep the price of gas down. You see what I mean? There's a reason why we have strategic oil reserves. Now, does Biden know this? No. Biden doesn't know anything. And I'm sorry if you think that I'm overstating it. I'm sorry. But he doesn't. It's been almost two years. He destroyed the most vibrant economy on the planet. The Democrats shouldn't get one vote on November 8th. Not one. (laughs) Maybe Pelosi. But it's just absurd. If you vote for the Democratic Party, and I'm not a party guy, you guys know that, on November 8th, you're voting to hurt yourself and your family. That's what you're voting for. Did you know every day is a perfect day for peace of mind? With American Home Shield Warranty, you are covered for unexpected breakdowns like leaky faucets or faulty water heaters. Choose a plan that fits your budget and rest easy knowing repairs and replacements are taken care of. Simply contact American Home Shield when an issue arises, and their trusted pros will handle it according to your coverage. Don't let worries about appliances and home systems weigh you down. Celebrate the reassurance of protection. Don't worry, be warranty. For 20% off plans, visit ahs.com slash bill. For more details, see ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. New Jersey residents, the product is being offered is a service contract and is separate and distinct from any product or service warranty, which may be provided by the home builder or manufacturer. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has a over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's arkseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. arcseedkits.com. Herschel Walker update. Disturbing story to me. Um, He denies that he uh, paid for an abortion uh, of a girlfriend years ago. He is a uh, pro-life candidate running for the Senate in Georgia. Um, We don't have any more definition on the story. I thought we might. Walker has not filed a lawsuit against the people who accuse him of this. Um, If he doesn't, it's pretty shaky. If he didn't do it, he should sue. Um, But again, the um, pundits, uh, they uh, rush in. Roll the tape. I think the real tragedy is that Herschel Walker is even running this race because he he has never. And by the way, 
we've all known this for years. He's never appeared at least publicly to be well as a person. And so Donald Trump has thrown him into the middle of this. Yeah, Donald Trump has done. Yeah. And he's not well, of course, according to that guy. So this is a denial of due process. And that's what the totalitarian left was. They don't want due process. It used to be an allegation. Uh, you know, you got to be uh, proven guilty. Innocent until proven guilty, right? No, nah, not anymore. Not on the progressive left. Uh-uh. Convict you like that. Boom. Any allegations is fact. That's one thing. Uh, and I, believe me, I haven't come up against people who do that much. But if I see it in my life, I go after the person hard. Okay, I don't walk away. Most of the time I walk away. Whatever it is, not important to me. Denial of due process. I'm going to confront you. And of course, that's what these people do all day long. And it was tragic to see uh, Mr. Walker's son uh, badmouth him. Um, as you know, families have dynamics and uh, family members attack each other. That's common. But no matter what, it's heartbreaking for me to see. Uh, you know, if my children did that to me, I, I, I don't know. I'd be devastated. But there are many, many things in play in families that people don't know about. I can't make any judgments on it. I wouldn't make any judgments on it. Um, but it's a terrible story. Absolutely terrible. There's another terrible story. So um, by a vote of 12 to 1, council members in the District of Columbia, remember that is run by the federal government, uh, want to give undocumented migrants the right to vote. That's already been ruled unconstitutional. This will never, ever come to pass. Uh, the council members in D.C. know this. Their own mayor, Muriel Bowser, is demanding federal money to cope with migrants coming to the district. Okay. So all this is is, is a virtue play on the part of the far left. We want to give undocumented aliens the same exact rights that American citizens have with no vetting whatsoever. We want to give them the right to vote. So they tried this in New York City, another far left crazy place. And I live here, so I know. Uh, but Judge Aporzio of the New York Supreme Court uh, ruled it unconstitutional. It was not challenged. And if it was challenged, you go to the Supreme Court. And there's no way on earth the Supreme Court would allow undocumented migrants to vote in American elections. That would be nine nothing. I can't imagine even the liberal judges doing that. It's such a direct violation of the Constitution. But if you go to Washington, D.C., this is what you are facing. Okay. False media headline. This one's going to surprise you. So all over the Internet, there is a headline that Chris Cuomo's debut on News Nation was a bomb. Okay? So this is false. But it's everywhere. Everywhere. So I looked at numbers. I get the uh, news numbers, ratings every day. I know who's doing what. You can't lie to me because I know the numbers better than any human being on earth, as I was number one for 16 years consecutively, a record no one will ever beat. All right. I'm proud of that record. So Cuomo, uh, in his News Nation debut, doubled the delivery that they used to have in his, I think it's 8 p.m. time slot. That's not a bomb. Now, News Nation has not attracted a wide audience. It's been on for a couple of years, and most people don't even know what it is. So you've got to market heavily in America to get people to know what you are, who you are, what you're doing. So Cuomo is, is hired by 
this news operation. And he goes on. And the first night, he doubles the delivery that they had from Friday. So Monday, he's on. He doubles what they had from Friday. It's not a bomb. It's not. Okay? Now, is he going to be successful? I don't know. I don't know. So far, News Nation has had some trouble. It's a decent product. I've been on there. Leland Vitter is a good guy. Um, but they don't market. Nobody knows they're there. And you got to do that. So anyway, Cuomo asked me to go on his show on Tuesday, this coming Tuesday. And I've known him for years. In fact, he used to come and ask me for advice when he worked at Fox News, which I gave him. Uh, and I said, OK, I'll come on. I'll come on your show, but it's going to be me and you. I don't want any shenanigans. I don't want any panel. I don't, I don't want any of that. You and me will talk about my book. You know, Killing the Legends is an incentive for me to go on shows. And we'll talk about the State of the Union. Okay, so we agreed to do that. So I'm going to go on News Nation on the Cuomo show. But the real reason I'm going on is because I don't believe in the cancel culture. And the real reason that these headlines are saying that Cuomo's show is a bomb right away, because they want him canceled. They don't want him ever again on television. That's abhorrent to me. Abhorrent. So I'm going to go on, and I'll answer his questions. And it might be good, and I don't think he's going to get disrespectful. But if he does, I'm ready. All right, here's a guy who has handled his fame very, very well. Aaron Judge, even if you don't like baseball and you don't care about that. So Aaron Judge, uh, last night, hit his 60-second home run. Roll the tape. Swung on. There it goes. Deep left. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Number 62 to set the new American League record. Aaron Judge hits his 62nd. All the Yankees out of the dugout to greet him. All right, so Judge beats Roger Maris and uh, Babe Ruth. Babe had 60, Maris had 61. Uh, But the reason I ran this clip is because Aaron Judge in the New York area, and for baseball fans, very famous guy. He might be the best baseball player in the world right now. He has handled his fame in amazing fashion. All right, now I don't know him. I know all the Yankee brass and and a good relationship with the New York Yankees. I know John Sterling who made that call there. Uh, But I don't know Aaron Judge. So I'm watching from afar. And there's a guy who is ultra famous in the sports world. And I can't tell you how impressed I am about how he's handled this whole thing. And that brings us to... um, Killing the legends, the lethal danger of celebrity, because most celebrities do not handle their fame well. Okay? In fact, many celebrities are crushed by their fame, fortune, and notoriety. And here now is the co author of Killing the Legends, Martin Dugard, everyone. Everybody goes, Who's Dugard? How come you never have him on? Number one, he's boring. And number two, look at those glasses. My God, look at those glasses. I'll take him off. Those aviators. Um, (laughs) Anyway, he's got a paperback out. Just him, not me. I wasn't involved with it. It's called The Epic Battle for the City of Lights Taking Paris. 
And uh, this is a trilogy, uh, next one coming up soon, taking Berlin. Uh, and Dugard writes these without me because I'm too annoying uh, and he's <laughs> got to get away from me. Uh, so we'll talk about both of those now. So Dugard, you're, uh, it's a big time. Here you are. Everybody's asked me, where's Dugard? Okay, here you are. So uh, Killing the Legends, you know what my big challenge is here is to try to convince people it's a history book. I mean, they think that all of a sudden you and I are working for People Magazine. And uh, I go, gee, these are three icons that we tell you about influenced American history the way we live now. What are people saying to you about it? Uh, they're surprised we're venturing into pop culture. Um, and I, I tell people it's about time. I think I, I mentioned Michael Jackson or Diana to you about seven years ago. And you said, no, 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 we're not going to do pop culture. But if we're going to do it, we're going to do it right. And that's what this is about. It's three great tragic legends. It's, uh, you know, in the research, you know, from a historical point of view is just the same deep dive we do with all of our books is just completely focused on getting all the facts straight, telling the story uh, and revealing history in a way that people have never they read it before. It. Now, what would happen if you wrote the words deep dive and handed that to me? What would happen? <laughs> you would say uh, either get this out of here or we don't need that. So. That's right. We don't do cliches yeah. in the killing yeah. series. Yeah. But what you and I found out uh, were that, and this is stunning in, in history, that these three men single-handedly almost, you got to give the Beatles credit with Lennon, changed the way we live today. So yeah. we went from conformity in the 1950s, uh, Dwight Eisenhower, everybody looked the same, everybody sounded the same, to rock and roll rebellion because of a teenager from Mississippi, Elvis Presley. Changed the whole culture in six minutes on the Ed Sullivan Show. And then the Beatles show up in 64, and from 64 to 69, a whole culture changes again. Sex, drugs, rock and roll. And then Muhammad Ali wins the Olympic gold medal, comes back, joins the Nation of Islam, and refuses to serve in the armed forces. And dissent goes crazy, leading to all of the Vietnam War protests. And I don't think people understand single-handedly these guys did that. Well, you know, um, I kind of grew up, I was, a, you know, kind of 10 years old to, to a teenager when all this stuff was really hitting. And, like, I didn't even get Elvis because Elvis was a little bit before my time. But I remember watching when some of the research of this, watching Elvis's 1968 comeback in Las Vegas. And, man, he, he was a dude. I mean, he was an entertainer. He had charisma. You know, watching him on screen in Viva Las Vegas with uh, Anne Margaret, stunning. Um, you know, then Muhammad Ali and John Lennon, all these people, like you said, they really did change everything that we we know of in culture. And, um, you know, all of them, to watch them build up and, and get to the top and then to see the, you know, people uh, take away from them, uh, kind of rob them blind, is it's just really, really hard to to research and to write about. When you say it was hard to research, were you angry at Tom Parker and Herbert Muhammad, uh, the Nation of Islam guy that controlled Ali and Yoko Ono? Did you get mad at them? Yeah, I did. Well, you know, like in any one of the people that we write about, you know, by the time we're done writing about them, we know them as well as, as anybody would know them. So they're, I wouldn't say they're like friends, but they're, they're very good acquaintances. So, you know, if, if, uh, if you had a good acquaintance and somebody's robbing him blind, you get a little bit angry about it. And that's how I felt, especially um, Tom Parker was a crook. Um, you know, the physical abuse that Muhammad Ali endured needlessly that just totally destroyed his life and his, and his career. 
Um, yeah, I get mad about that. Yeah, and I mean, John Lennon becoming a heroin addict, and that's what broke up the Beatles. It wasn't anything else. Nobody knew that. We uncovered it. We got the actual dope dealer who sold the yeah. heroin to Yoko Ono and, and Lennon. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that nobody nobody understands, uh, and we're able to bring it. Now, I, I before we get to uh, the taking series that you put out, I got one more question that everybody asks. It is such a delight for you to work with me, right? I am just the greatest <laughs> guy, the collaborator, right? Tell the folks, and I want you to be honest, tell the folks about the process that you research, you send me the research narrative form, I rewrite everything, and then back and forth. What is that like from your point of view? Actually, you know, we, we've been doing it since 2010. So um the first couple of years i was terrified of you because i you know we we never really are together i think we've only been in the same place at the same time on a half dozen occasions but as i got to know you better and the, the walls kind of fell down a lot um the back and forth became very very flexible between the two of us and i became a little bit more vocal about what i'd like to do and you pushed back on me and i just think i think it's the best collaboration in the history of, of uh, literature and i and I'm not overdoing when I say well, that. Well, certainly I mean, we sold more more else. copies. You know, the uh, the Killing Series, the most successful nonfiction book series. But I can be a little obnoxious, right? I I, I kind of mock you sometimes, do I not? <laughs> a little bit. Uh, when I say awesome, uh, and when I tell you that uh, I need to go work out instead of write, um, the stuff like that kind of gets <laughs> under your nerve. <laughs> but so uh, you know, I let's put it this way. I, I honestly, I can honestly say I I, I miss you. It's been a while. Yeah, I mean, uh, Marty and I have, uh, Marty's had to deal with some uh, family issues, so we haven't been in touch that much in the last few months. Um, but basically, it's an arduous process to do what we do. I mean, isn't that a clip yes. job? You know, I mean, we're getting things and killing the legends. Uh, first of all, we're putting together a mosaic that's never been done by any histor yeah. historians, never been done, okay? That say, look, these guys, the way you and I are living now, particularly in a culture war that we have in the United States of America right now. It started here, these three, all right? But it's arduous because we, somebody said to me on, because I'm doing all these radio interviews across the country to promote Killing the Legends, they go, well, did you interview Priscilla Presley? I go, why would I interview or do guard interview yeah. Priscilla Presley? She's going to tell us about Elvis through her prism. We don't want that. We want what right. really happened with no agenda, like killing the killers. I mean, we went to the guys, the national security guys, who were actually destroying, assassinating the jihadists. But even after they told us what they were doing, all right, we then confirmed what they said. And we were able to do that. But you couldn't do that with a Priscilla Presley. I mean, that's just all personal. We didn't want that. We wanted hardcore facts, and that's not easy to do. No, and you know, it's, it's, I like to think of what we do as investigative journalism for history. You know, we, we go in and we look at everything from three or four different angles. We, we double check all of our facts. We don't put a quote, we don't put a fact in there unless we can verify it. Um, and we find stuff that everybody else seems to overlook or, or didn't think add to the story. And so we, we well, they build didn't know these it. We found yeah. out that people didn't know, like this drug dealer uh, in Killing the Legends and John Lennon. All right, so people uh, taking Paris out in paper, taking Berlin coming up in hardcover, what are they going to, pardon the pun, take away from these books? 
Well, I like to tell people if you like the killing series, you're going to like the taking series because um, I stole liberally from some of the great literary devices you taught me. Um, it's fast paced. It's uh, it moves, but at the same time, I try to do the same thing that we do. I, I take a story that you think you know well, whether it's the fall and liberation of Paris, or whether it's uh, the last nine months of World War II, and you know, coming up, I'm doing Taking London, which is about the Battle of Britain. You know, finding and kind of tilting the story on its side and looking at it from a different angle, introducing new characters, um, showing these stories in a way that is in much more than just a war story, just like our books are much more than just history books. So that when people read them, they feel like um, they're being entertained and they're learning at the same time. And, you know, as with anything that, that we do together, um, I really like when people just turn the pages and just keep turning the pages. That's, that's the whole point here. All right. The book is Taking Paris, The Epic Battle for the City of Lights, out in paperback. So you can go to BillOReilly.com or Amazon or Barnes & Noble. You can buy both books at a pretty good price. All right. So we're not, you're not going to kill you. And uh, that'll keep you out of trouble for about a week. You can read them both because they fly by. All right, Dugard, good job. All right. Uh, go back to your California lifestyle, <laughs> whatever that may be. And uh, we'll talk soon, okay? All right, Bill. Take care. All right. It's good to see you. All right. So there's a new animated movie called Scooby-Doo, uh, something about Halloween. Scooby-Doo likes Halloween or trick or treat Scooby-Doo, okay? So it got released yesterday. It was out in the theaters yesterday. And Scooby-Doo, I don't know much about Scooby, but there is a lesbian character in this cartoon called Velma. Velma is a lesbian. There's, okay. Now, I don't have anything against lesbians. I know some very, very good Americans who are lesbian. I do. And uh, there's no problem with me, with the uh, gay community on any level. But would I take my kid to see Scooby-Doo trick-or-treat uh, with an overt lesbian character? I would not. Now, my kids are older. They're not going to see Scooby-Doo. But if I had young kids, I wouldn't. And you know why? Because I don't want them to see uh, any kind of display like that. I want them to see a fun cartoon without all this messaging, woke stuff. And that's my privilege as a parent. So these people might think they're being virtuous or whatever, not getting my 10 bucks. Okay, let's get to this day in history. Uh, I knew Sean Connery before he passed, and uh, he was a great guy, I thought. He was a really, really good guy. So 60 years ago today, October 5th, 1962, the first James Bond movie hit the theaters. Go. I need another thousand. I admire your courage, Miss... Uh... Trench. Sylvia Trench. I admire your luck, Mr. Bond. James Bond. Mr. Bond, I suppose you wouldn't care to um, raise the limit? I have no objections. All right, 60 years ago today, I went to see that movie with my father. Uh, I was 12, yeah, in that range. And uh, he went to see it because he had read some of the Ian Fleming novels. Ian Fleming was a British writer that created the James Bond character. 
And uh, I remember sitting in a theater and I went, boy, this is fun. This is good. I mean, I didn't know half the stuff that double entendres that were going on and all that, but uh, I was enthralled. And I have remained a James Bond fan up until the last movie. Okay, so the franchise, 25 Bond films, $20 billion in receipts, box office alone. $20 billion. So you can see why they're just grinding them out. Um, And uh, no doubt, Sean Connery. uh, I thought Roger Moore was okay. Uh, But Sean Connery, the best Bond, Daniel Craig didn't have the humor needed for the role. He had the physicality, but, you know, Daniel wasn't really funny. Connery was just unbelievable. Now, the last movie, uh, No Time to Die, was woke. It was awful. (laughs) I sat there in the theater going, Sean, what have they done? Awful. And now we're getting more woke on the next one, so... R.I.P. James Bond, 60 years ago today, Dr. No. Back with the mail and a final thought, which you will like in a moment. Hey, guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here, inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. I think that hard, in-depth conversations about the tough issues is the only way we're going to get this country back. Because make no mistake, we are currently in a war for the future of America, and you cannot win a war unless you're willing to speak the truth. If you want standard conservative talking points, this podcast is not for you. But if you want to go deeper and hear the conversations you're not going to find anywhere else, the conversations that will challenge you, that will challenge me, then subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere. Who is there for the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who is helping our nation's homeless veterans? And who is helping our nation keep its vow to never forget 9-11? I'll tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The Foundations in the Line of Duty programs honor our nation's heroes and their families. That includes its Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America. Over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Dozens of golf outings and barbecues. And the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is helping to educate kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day, 9-11. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. This charity keeps its word and honors our nation's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Okay, let's go to the mail, uh, CJ. O'Reilly, what did you mean when you said, now that Trump's not in the equation? He is not a factor in the midterm elections. That's what I meant. That was the segment. Lee, such lawsuits that, like Donald Trump filed against CNN, are a crapshoot. Nick Sandman won his case against CNN, but lost others. It's true. But if you are at the uh, level of fame that Donald Trump is, you're not going to win that lawsuit. Remember, Nick Salmon was a teenager. Okay, the big difference. Paul, concierge member. Paul gets direct access to me. This is a great time to sign up for concierge membership on BillOReilly.com because you get any killing book, including Killing the Legends, free. 
Remember, Bill, Donald Trump's offense doesn't work all the time. He didn't learn from Bob Woodward's treatment of him. It's true. I mean, Donald Trump gives access to people who want to hurt him. I told him. I don't understand it, but he does. Maury Hamill, Summerfield, Florida. Bill, as I recall, you once said that you do not contribute to any political party or candidate. Please comment on your opinion of the importance of political money. Very important. Very important. But I'm a journalist and I can't be giving money to political candidates or endorsing them. You know, endorse them all. I got to tell you, I, I, I can tell you I won't vote for Kathy Hochul as governor of New York. Tell you that. But no, I can't give money. But candidates need money to buy TV spots. Ginny Nims, Blackwood, New Jersey. Who do you think sabotaged the pipelines? I have no idea. How would I know? This is impossible. Maybe they weren't. Maybe they just broke. I don't know. Regina Love, Sun City, West Arizona. Please explain how voting results based on ethnicity and age are compiled if the ballots are private. Excellent question, Regina. It is called exit polling. So uh, polling operations after you vote, they're outside. They ask you a series of questions. You can answer them or not, but that's how the information is compiled, exit polling. Jim Seismansky, Twinsburg, Ohio. Do you think all the people who lost their homes in a hurricane will have a way to vote in the midterm elections? Yes, Florida is making, you know, these mobile uh, voting places uh, available. Florida do a pretty good job, as I said, at top in this thing, and I don't have any doubt that people will be able to vote in Florida. Sean Whalen, Pineville, North Carolina. Bill, you mentioned the Internet and your SAT scores out of high school, 1585. I just want to say I really admire you correcting that error for us. Look, I'm an honest guy. So uh, what Sean is saying is that on the Internet, they said that I almost got a personal perfect score on um, SATs in high school, 1585. Not true. It wasn't even close. I think it was 500 points down. But even if it helps me. I'm going to tell you the truth. Dr. Wayne Goldstein, Highland Park, Illinois, as I approach my 70th birthday, the Legends book is my favorite. I first saw Elvis on Ed Sullivan, then the Beatles, and of course, listen to Muhammad Ali, knock out Sonny Liston. It's fortunate enough to experience the entertainment they provided. I digested killing the Legends in one day. I could not put it down. Thank you for the endorsement, doctor. And I hope everybody will consider the book. Okay, so you get a free copy of Killing Legends if you check out Vidgo, which is our streaming service partner. Uh, My brand new uh, shock and awe off of Vidgo, I will give you a preview of it tomorrow. You get a free copy there. Uh, Sign up for premium or concierge membership, BillOReilly.com. Get a free copy. And a lot of free copies floating around. You'll like the book, I promise. Word of the day, do not be an oaf. O-A-F. Oaf. Back with a final thought in a moment. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. 
start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. All right, here is the final thought of the day, respecting your past. Your life has value. Even if it didn't come out the way you wanted it to, it has value. Your past has value. Respect your past. How do you do that? Well, keep in touch with as many old friends as you can. So last night, I went to Borelli's on Hempstead Turnpike in East Meadow, where my parents took me in the early 1950s and in a restaurant still there. And I brought along three of my Levittown friends that I formed a painting business with. All right, I dragged them out and we all went to Borelli's and we reminisced about old times in Levittown. It was a blast. All right, I took the time to put this together because I respect my past. And I try to keep in touch with as many people, good people. The bad people, I don't want to hear from. But the good people, I try to, whatever they need, you know, I'm in a position where I can help a lot of people. I'm there. So last night, you know, the painting business that we started was hysterical. I mean, we were dumping paint on bushes. I mean, we had every caper in the world running. And we had a lot of laughs. And we had a football team in Levittown uh, that was... uh, unmatched. Uh, it was Sandlot football, but we, it was, went over that. And it was really a great evening. So, you know, a lot of people, they don't even think about their past. They just go on. And I think that's a mistake. So well, a good way to reconnect, as I say, sorry for the cliche, is to write down in your spare time, get a piece of paper and write down all the names of your old friends that you can remember. And then, you know, look them up. Look them up. Check in. Respect your past. Thank you for watching and listening to the No Spin News. We'll see you again tomorrow.